This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, Hey, man. It's good to have you listening on a Thursday. Lots going on with our hoops team, guys. Uh, Rumors out there, and I don't start them. I just talk about them once they're out, (laughs) that our star may be interested in potentially a trade. Now, you're saying, wait a minute, what just happened? Well, nothing's happened yet. Rob and I will talk about this as Rob Dribble is in for Mike today because the word is if the team doesn't make inroads come the playoffs or postseason – I'm not sure what that means. Rob is talking about rumors being out there uh, from a unanimous coach in the NBA who says, hey, things are way worse in Atlanta than what people are saying and leading on. We're going to get into this coming up in 20 minutes. We lose last night. Another game tomorrow against the Pistons. We'll talk all about it. Right now, let's talk Falcons with our man Dave Archer, analyst for our Atlanta Falcons. And Arch, the big thing I think for the Ravens going into this game is – Taylor Huntley, right? Uh, Tyler Huntley, the the quarterback, because we now know Lamar will not play on Saturday. Yeah, it's been different for them. They've lost the last couple, and and they have run the ball really well, Carl. When you look at what they've done, they ran up for over 200 yards two weeks ago. This weekend, they were right at 200 yards against Cleveland. They're just not scoring any points. They've struggled in the red zone. Uh, Huntley's not as dynamic, certainly, in the run game, Um, and that's where Lamar hurts you down close when you get down near the red zone his ability to, to pull it down and take off and punch the ball in the end zone, that adds another dynamic. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is back on the field, and Dobbins has run for over 100 yards in his last two games. He's only played in six all year, but his last two games are more up to the speed of what they're expecting uh, from from their second-round pick back in 20 out of Ohio State. So they're trying to get back to speed, but, yeah, without Lamar Jackson in the game, they've been dramatically different on the offensive side of the ball. Arch, let me ask you, this isn't about making excuses or anything like that, but the jarring nature of what happened to Dean Pease and the fact you have to kind of reshuffle the deck a little bit to uh, execute, execute your game plan, how much did that lend itself to the Saints going up 14 nothing, and also kind of uh, putting Desmond Ritter behind the eight ball maybe a little bit? Well, I'd like to think that once the game kicked off, Rob, that that was not you know part of the factor. Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly how he called the game, might have been a little bit different, and how could it not be? I mean, you got Dean Pease that's got a wealth of, uh, of experience. Not that Frank Bush doesn't. Frank uh, interim, uh, was the interim D.C. In, uh, in the, with the Jets in 20. He was the D.C. for Houston for two, for two years back in the year of 2010. So uh, it's not, it wasn't his first rodeo, but still, you get 20 minutes before the game, Rob. I'm, gonna, I'm saying, okay, 
I know, I know you could do it with a radio show. Hey, Rob, you're gonna you're gonna host the radio show here in the next twenty minutes. You're, it's all you, and and you could do that. But being Absolutely handed the reins to a deep. I know you can. I know you can. That's why. That's why. It was, that's why it's probably a really horrible uh, comparison. But you know, being ha- being handed the reins of the defense and saying, "Okay, you're going to call the defense play for play," as opposed to contributing from some of those plays or contributing based on what you're seeing upstairs or what you're seeing along the sideline to be able to, to get in Dean's ear and say, "Hey, this is going on. That's going on. Might want to consider this." Now, all of a sudden, you're having to do all that. Now, you was getting help. Uh, Ted Monachino is an outstanding coach as well, and Ted was helping him, the other linebacker coach. But, yeah, I, I think you probably reeled a little bit there in the first couple of series. Now, the touchdown pass that's thrown over the top of the Falcons, that's on Richie Grant completely. That's a horrible play by him. He cannot play the football that way. You're the last line of the defense. That's why they call you a safety. Um, if you're going to make a play on a ball like that and undercut it, you've got to knock the ball down. Just a horrible play by him. But how about the hole it dug for Desmond Ritter, but you didn't see, you know, you're down 14 nothing. You've had the ball for three plays. I mean, you talk about, you know, handling and holding your poise and taking care of your business. Now, I know the stat line wasn't there, but a lot of people would have run and hit, and, and Des didn't do that. Let's talk about what we expect in game two as we talk to Dave Archer here, our analyst for the Atlanta Falcons. His second start. He'll be more relaxed, I'm hoping. Uh, you know, it's always nice to get those jitters out, and you said it, trying to overcome some adversity that he had really nothing to do with the defense let, it, let you down there the first couple of series. What are you expecting against the Ravens, and how do you attack this Ravens defense, Arch? I know you've watched them, and, and what are you seeing? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, Carl, as to how do you attack them. And you go back to last week, Cleveland got out of front on the ground. Cleveland uh, did something nobody else had been able to do, and that's pound out the run game, certainly – uh, that bodes well for Atlanta. Atlanta's ability to run the football. Atlanta's run for over 145 yards in 11 of their 14 games, over 100 yards in 13 of the 14. So it, it's certainly something that's traveled with them. They've been able to take their running game wherever they've gone. They'll need to in this game. Obviously, the conditions are going to be adverse. Uh, throwing the football is not going to be conducive to what we're going to see weather-wise from a cold and maybe even from uh, from a precipitation standpoint. So going to need to be able to run the football, but that's what Cleveland did. They lined up, pounded them with Nick Chubb, and they ran for over 140 yards on a team that had been given up about a 60, 70 yards a game over their last six. So that's Atlanta's MO. They're going to have to get in and try to get after them, get physical. Baltimore knows that. They also know what they put on tape last week, and they'll want to try to regroup there. So all that being said, based on the way these two teams run it, Carl, this must be this may be much like the game tonight. The armed forces. Well, this game may last forty five minutes. Both want to run the football. Both these teams want to run the ball, and based on how cold it was, cold it is, the players may want to just last forty five minutes to get the hell out of there too. So it'll be interesting to see which team can impose their will in the run game. Yeah, talk about that, Arch. You know, running the ball a steady amount in the first half is like it's like in boxing. It's a body blow. You can wear the defense down. Now, you compound that with a guy like Tyler Algier at 5'11", 225 doing it, and the cold, could that compound the amount of punishment that they could dole out if, if successful? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Rob, I mean, you're, you're a 190-pound, 200-pound defensive back, and you've got a 225-pound freight train coming downhill. I'll come up and hit him a couple times, but as the body starts to cool down and we get in the middle part of the third quarter, I'm not really interested in hitting that guy anymore. <laughs> Can I clip him? Can I roll my body in front of him? And now all of a sudden, Algiers' runs aren't five yards. All of a sudden, now they're 10, maybe they're 12. Maybe he rips one off for 20 or 25. And that's the same thing they'll, same thing they'll be thinking, 
J.K. Dobbins not as big a back, but a very similar situation. Now they could put Gus Edwards in there, who's a big, powerful dude as well that can run the football. So both these teams will want to attack this game very similarly. But you, you're right. There, there's not a lot of DBs that are interested in coming up and hitting the guy anyway at that size. But you go ahead and throw in the fact that it might be zero or 10 degrees, that amplifies the problem. What about Roquan Smith? Uh, how well is he playing for them, in your opinion? And then what do you try to do to neutralize him? Do you just run at him like we talked about? Well, he's solid, Carl. I mean, that's why he was who he was with Chicago. He had 163 tackles last year with the Bears. He's not missed a beat. Now, he's been with he's been with Baltimore for a few games now, but he's over 130 tackles on the year if you combine what he did with Chicago early on. So he's just a seek-and-destroy linebacker. You've got to try to get a hat on him. He's a guy that can run around blocks. He's got the speed. He also takes on blocks now at, at 235, 240. So, uh, very knowledgeable dude, understands the game. Um, it's not a guy you're going to fool or be able to out-physical or anything like that. It's just going to be a matter of, of big boy football. You've got to put a hat on him and try to keep him out of the way for a moment so your guy can slip by. Art, you talk about you think about all the games this year, down to one possession, last part of the ball game. It's amazing how close, how razor thin that margin of error is. And I have all this faith in Arthur and, of course, Terry Fontenot I think this can be flipped around really quickly next year, just based on what's happened this year. Yeah, I would agree with you, uh, Rob. I think that, you know, when you're losing games big and there's a lot of problems and you're making a ton of mistakes and you got a lot of things to fix and this and that, this game, this team's playing in a lot of close football games and you hear the analogy all the time and, and you kind of wonder if there's a lot of truth in trying to find a way to win. How do you, how do you find a way to win? This is a young football team. We're going to have, three rookies in key roles with Drake London, Ritter, the quarterback. And certainly you mentioned Algier running the balls, three young guys that you're the balls in their hands a predominant amount of the time. And, and so those guys have to learn how to make plays, how to, how to make sure that they do the right things, whether it's throw the ball away. If you're Ritter ball coming out on time, ball security, if you're Drake London, those are all things they're learning to do, but uh, being in close games ramps the pressure up. They're, they're, at this point, as you mentioned, they've played virtually in every game has come down to the wire. They're getting comfortable with that feeling of being in tight football games. Yeah. Now they said you get that one more play, one more play over the hump, hold on to the ball, one more throw, uh, one last block. You hang on just a little bit longer so you get a guy free. I think it's coming, and I would agree with you. I think there's a, there's a yeah, the things you're going to be able to add to this team in the offseason with some of the stuff you've seen from the young players is very encouraging. Dave Archer, our guest, guys, he is the analyst for our Atlanta Falcons, and uh, we're talking about Ravens-Falcons tomorrow, by the way. Lots of games on Saturday, most of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, and our kickoff here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 1 o'clock, pregame is at 11. All right, um, I don't know what the weather is going to be like up there. I, obviously, it's going to be cold. I want to ask you about special teams and the role it will play on a Saturday where it may be breezy, uh, obviously, you know, there could be snow. I don't know. This cold front that's hitting us and then moving east, obviously it's going to affect a lot of games on Saturday. Yeah, I think you're right, Carl, and that could be one of those kind of plays that, you know, you're, you know you're going to be punting. There's going to, both teams are going to punt the football, uh, and so you got to have a guy on the other end to catch it. Um, I do like the guy that Atlanta's got in, in Avery Anderson or Avery Williams, you know, Avery Williams played at Boise State. I mean, this is not going to be a first rodeo for him to be in a cold-weather game, having played his games in Boise. You look at the other side, and Devin Duvernay, who's been in Baltimore now for a couple of years, 
He's a guy who played at Texas. And I don't know if that comes into play, but you begin to think about these. This is not a, a normal game from a cold temperature standpoint. A lot of these teams will play in cold weather games, but this one's going to be a little bit more magnified. So if it's a guy that's done it before, and certainly Avery Williams did it for, for several years uh, at Boise State, you kind of like that kind of lean in your direction. Now, how do the kickers handle it? You know, that, that'll be a situation where you get two really good kickers in this game, arguably two of the best kickers in the game. Justin Tucker, you could say, is maybe the best kicker. Mm. And Youngway Koo, how he's performed over the last couple of years, he's not very far behind him. So uh, this, this could come down to one of those two guys, uh, and you like both those guys. Now, which one handles the, the situation better? Obviously, we'll, they'll play out. But, yeah, third phase of the game, Carl, could be a big deal. How did uh, Matt Campbell and your Iowa State Cyclones do on signing day? They're going to the portal. Got to do better than that 4-8 record, but I like your coach. He's a good coach. Yeah, I agree with you, Rob. He's a good good man, good coach. It probably stemmed the tide on everybody trying to come after him. You know, there were so many people that wanted him that uh, now you go 4-8, yeah, right. nobody wants you anymore. So you get a chance to hang in there. And, but they had a solid recruiting class. I think they're in the top 20, top 30 in the country. I think they checked in at 29 or 31, somewhere in that neighborhood, which is about right for Iowa State. But a couple of young guys are excited about it. There's an edge rusher and a young quarterback coming in that might vie for the for the starting job. So, But uh, Big 12, no joke now. I know everybody wants to say, get ready. TCU's going <laughs> to line up now, and they're going to see what they got. Yeah, I we've talked about this. I mean, you know, and it's it's no bias. You just you gotta you got to give them credit for what they've been able to do. Listen, I don't know if there's a team – that's had more adversity in these games going into this playoff than TCU. Michigan hadn't had it. Not like that. Not having to come back four or three separate times from double digits and, and being able to, to, to overcome. I think that matters in these playoff games where you, you, you might get a touchdown scored on you or two and you're like, we've been here, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, Carl. The experience that I don't think that they necessarily want to get themselves behind Michigan in this game too far. Certainly down seven, down ten would be no no deal. But, I mean, you get behind like they did against K-State and came from behind 18 down at 28-10. I don't think you want to do that because Michigan's going to be able to possess the football. They're going to take the ball out of your, out of your quarterback's hands and Max Duggan, the runner-up to Heisman, and, uh, and he won't see the ball enough to get themselves back in the game. So I think they're going to have to stay closer in this game against Michigan. But uh, I do like, uh, do like them not panicking. That's not that's something that Sonny Dykes' team's going to do. No doubt. Arch, have a great call, man. We appreciate you stopping by. Again, our coverage begins at 11. Kick is at 1 right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Merry Christmas, Arch. Merry Christmas, guys. Y'all take care. All right, that's Dave Archer, guys. Coming up, lots of guys chiming in on what's going on with the Hawks, our star, and the organization. We'll discuss all of those things when we come back as part of our Strong Arm Story of the Day on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's just, you just got to prepare more for the coordinator maybe than you do the actual quarterbacks. Wednesday's National Signing Day saw the Georgia Bulldogs ranked second among major recruiting services behind SEC rival Alabama. Georgia has nine early enrollees who skipped National Signing Day to join the team ahead of the Peach Bowl on New Year's Eve. Keeping you up to date on Atlanta sports when it happens, I'm Caleb Johnson from the Kia Studios. On your home of Saturday's Falcons versus Ravens game, kickoff at 1, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Strong Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. What needs to be done with our Hawks? What needs to change? It's Dukes and Bell. Rob Tribble's in for Mike today. 
Rob and I have been talking about this all afternoon. And uh, for those of you who are just joining the show, part of this is there's a lot of uh, smoke where there's smoke, usually there's fire. And the smoke right now has to do with what's going on behind the scenes. Now, we know Travis Slink stepped down. That was discussed a lot yesterday. But then you go out, you lose to the Bulls, and maybe these things are all you know c- combined as far as how you look at them. But the bigger thing, Rob, is the stuff we're hearing behind the scenes about Trey Young, and more importantly, if the team doesn't you know make significant inroads come the postseason, that Trey may want to be traded. Okay, I- I'm not going to jump the gun and tell you that's going to happen. What I am going to tell you guys is what does that mean? Does that mean if we lose in the play-in tournament that uh, we're going to get a trade demand from Trey Young? That's how you at me, right? I- I'm just trying to figure this out. And then you had a- another rumor out there that was coming from uh, an-, an unnamed source. Unnamed coach says, um, coach don't like Trey. Trey don't like the coach. Guys in that locker room don't like Trey. Do you believe any of this? Do you think any of it is true? And if it is, is this the problem that we're having with the dysfunction? Uh, so what I said was from an unnamed coach. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do believe it, and I wish to God it wasn't true. I know it makes for some juicy morsels for sports talk radio, but this is my team that I love that I'm talking about, and I hate it, and I hate the fact that I think it it is probably true. There's got to be a lot more to this than just hearsay. Um, And, again, just because it's unnamed or an unnamed source in the NBA, I will tell you guys, that doesn't mean it's not true. Rob's right. It doesn't mean that that there's some of this is not – um, absolutely, you know, true, and, and some of these guys aren't culpable in what's going on. Would it be cool if uh, the unnamed coach is actually Nate McMillan? <laughs> <laughs> unnamed source. <laughs> um, so last night we lose, 110-108, last second shot, the Bulls win. It really wasn't about that. Chris said this, this to me today when we were talking about this. He said, wasn't last night kind of a microcosm of what this season has been? Precisely has been, yeah. yeah. You know. That along with the injuries, all the things, yep. Yep. Can't can't finish a game. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't play enough defense late. You give up a shot. I mean, it was just all the things that we've been talking about. So, Chris, I want to take a few phone calls here. 404-741-0929. I just wanted to you guys tell us what needs to change. Do, do we need a new GM? Because Travis Link's not running this thing anymore. And I don't know if if Landry Fields knows 100 percent what's going on and what he needs to do. I, I just don't. Guys, this is his first GM's job. He he hasn't been to multiple teams and had success and rings and all that stuff. I'm not discrediting him. How do you I, explain this meteoric rise, though? Well, listen, it's easier when you have somebody who understands what they want to do in Travis Schlink, yeah. and you're learning on the in the process. You take that element away, even though he's going to be an advisor, take that for what you want. I think you then say, what's the vision? What are we doing? Right. What happens? Are you telling me that? Landry is now saying we need to trade our star if things don't continue to work out. I don't believe that. That's got to come from the top. Yep. They're not going to trade Trey Young because I said this to, to Zeno the other day. Part of this is we still have to be an attractive franchise so that you want to go down the State Farm Arena. If you're trading our star, we better be getting a star in return, and yep. he better be a recognizable star, so much so that you go, I want to go see that. And this was starting to become a desirable place to come. Absolutely. Especially now since it's become a bit of a cultural mecca like – L.A. and New York. Yes. It used to be nobody wanted to come here. But the funny thing is, so many NBA players live here in the offseason. Like, I don't want to go play there, though. And then that's changed now. 
they've got to maintain this momentum because it could go away just like that. Well, that's the and thing. And next thing you know, the rappers are not showing up sitting in the front row anymore. No, nobody. Right. Like that. You're absolutely right. What, what do you guys think? 404-741-0929. What needs to change? Coach? System? Front office? Because the front office is changing, and I don't know what they're going to do, Tribble, when you talk about are they going to bring in somebody over, uh, you know, Landry? My guess is probably. How did Tony Ressler come to this conclusion? To usher Travis Link's being ushered out. Let's let's be honest. This isn't him just fading off and becoming a figurehead in an ivory tower office at the facility. This it almost sounds like a coup to me. It sounds like a coup, and I, I break it down this way. I don't know if I'm right. I'm just I'm just. This is just an observation, an opinion. I'm seeking answers. Was this a case where Travis is a big Nate guy, but since Trey apparently is it, and Landry may not be either because he's a new school guy and Nate's an old school guy. Were they in cahoots and kind of created a, a bit of a coup? Because we know who rules franchises. It's the owner, then the superstar That's player. It. That's it. Uh, let's grab Owen on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Owen, man, what is it? What, what needs to change? How do we get right? Man, I really, really can't tell you. I can't tell you if it's, it's the coach, or if it's Trey. But just like you said, I've been reading on Bleacher Report. They said Trey wants to get traded. But you got to realize if Trey leaves, DeJounte Murray is going to want to leave, too, because he's the one that got him here. So it's most of the time when you're having problems like this, they're going to get rid of the coach first. And so, but at the same time, you can't, we can't keep on firing coaches. Yes. So it's kind of like you don't know where, where the smoke is coming from. Is it coming from Trey? Or is it coming from the coach? Is it coming from the front office? We don't know where it's coming from right now. But there's a lot of different variables, variables as to why this team is very dysfunctional, you know. There is, Owen. Appreciate you listening, man. And don't forget about Trey and uh, Boyd Pierce. That was not well, a very good relationship either. And I don't want to call Trey coach killer, but good Lord, it seems to be heading down the freeway towards that exit, and I don't want that to be true. But like I said, smoke, I don't know. Smoke leads to speculation. You can't be, you can't be spoiled all the time. No. You, you just can't. And, and and what I mean by that is you can't get your way all the time. You haven't won enough to get your way. No. Somebody has to say, this is what it is, this is how it is, and we're moving. Now let's go play. Like, I, I, you just can't, well, I don't like this. I mean, I don't know about you, but every time I told my parents I don't like something, they were like, tough. Let's keep it moving. Right. Every now and then we had that discussion, well, I don't like this. Okay, well. Well, we you'll can... get nothing and like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, who's telling him that in, in the sense from this is how things need to be if you're going to be successful. Here's the part that I love. Everybody that's talking to Trey or in Trey's ear, whatever it may be, and I don't know any of his people from that standpoint. I'm not talking about his family. I'm saying who's ever saying this is what you need to do. I hope those guys won chips. Because all these guys that are talking to you probably had one jack, and they don't know what it takes to be a superstar and lead the way. And I, I don't know how that's playing out, but this is just weird. Dante's up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dante, what's it going to take, man? What needs to change? Hey, listen, it needs to be Trey. I'm sorry. Listen, we're trying to build a championship team, a championship franchise organization. Listen, certain players are champions. Certain players aren't. The number one marker of a champion is that he makes his teammates better. That ain't Trey. So while he's still young, he's still hot. Let's get what we can get for him, and let's get out of it, man. 
Thank you, Dante. Yeah, Trey acts like he's a multi-time Oscar winner when in actuality he's on The Masked Singer. <laughs> 404-741-0929. Just asking you guys. Look, you're having these discussions. I told you guys last week, I went to the barbershop. I walked in. I said, is Trey Young a superstar? Oh, hell no. And oh, everybody, really? Well, everybody started going in. And I brought it to the show. I brought it to the guys here on the radio. And I said, look, this is what happened today. Now, to full, the full scope of that story was, as somebody said to me, barbershops, man, come on. The point is, that's where we have these discussions. And a majority of the guys in the barbershop that day were defending him because they like him. They want him to be great. They I want like him to. Too. They want him to, to win and build a championship caliber yes. team. So they were like, look, man, this guy's giving you 28 and 10 a game. What more do you want him to do? They're trying to build this team around him. He's doing this. He's doing that. If you acknowledge that he's never going to be a, a defensive stopper, get past that. But all the other things he does makes your team really damn good. You realize this guy can ball. They just didn't pick a guy who can't play. But it's the other stuff, Tribble. Yep. It's the other stuff. And I, is you were real? injured all year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that applies to our Hawks too. Who's up? Who's up, Turtle? One more. Who's up? <laughs> Wayne and Decatur, you're up next. What is it, Wayne? What needs to change, Wayne? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Num- Number one, Trey needs a Larry Brown type, a no-nonsense coach who has coached the, who coached the Hall of Famer, Allen Iverson, who said he made him better even though he was tough. Yeah, I think there's a bit of being spoiled in it, but Trey needs to do this. When you, when your team falls, you gotta you gotta get all those accolades, whether good or bad. Hey, yeah, it's my fault. We got to get get these guys together, and make an effort on defense. Defense is effort. It ain't the scoring. He shares the ball, but you got to lead it other way. Dive on the floor, and you got to be a mental leader, a 30-footer when you down by three and ain't got a basket in three trips. is not proof. <laughs> now, Wayne does have a point. You got to pick your spots, right? Right. I mean, but they give him the freedom to do that. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're going, man, it's all about – it's not all about Trey. But when you have rumors about your star coming out saying, if we don't get the organization in the right place – And he decides not to show up for a game. And I'm going to I'm gonna ask for a trade or I'm, I'm gonna, I want out. And last year he says, well, we're just bored. It is about him. All right. And other guys have to show up. A guy hit me up with John Collins' stats, by the way, for the last four years. They've deteriorated. They've gone down and down and down. I hear you, man. Uh, but But listen – JC's a piece. This is bigger than just JC. All right, we're coming back. We got plenty more to get to. Road to the college football playoff. We'll tell you the latest recruiting done for now. And what does it mean for the SEC? It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast recruiting done for now is it ever really done signing day happened yesterday and the dogs had uh, the number two t- uh, team or number two recruiting class in the country rob triple in today for mike and, and rob listen recruiting is the lifeblood of college football we know that the dogs have done it very well even going back to like you know 2016 when Kirby got here that first year and then you you just st- started to see it build in the momentum right. Guys, I don't get caught up because they didn't get the number one class. I've said this. Give me top five, top three. Let's go to work. If you've got that kind of talent in your program, you're going to be fine. Coach it up. Develop it. Um, we, the dogs didn't have the number one class last year. They won a national championship. Right. All right. With that said, i got to ask you about the NIL aspect of things. You mean the wild, wild west? Anarchy? Well, I still don't know what this is. I've said this to Chris, to Mike, Bo, when he's here. Where are all these commercials for these guys that are, are signing these deals? What, why am I not seeing my TV bombarded with all these commercials, with all these deals that are being done? Now, I've said that, and guys have said, well, you're not in the right places. I thought these NIL deals were national deals. Some of them, it doesn't matter. I shouldn't have to live in Athens to only see Stetson Bennett with an Athens commercial. The point is... Well, Alabama's quarterback had that national commercial. He did. He yeah, did. That's the only one I've seen, though. I, it's not bombarding me. Okay. How is this really changing college football? And I'm going to tell you guys a story here. I just told Rob Tribble this about a guy named Austin Reed. But is it good? Is it bad? These collectives, aren't we just paying guys like we did before, except now it's legal? It's above board, right? Yeah. Isn't that what's going on? In a far, far more aggravated uh, nature, I think, too. But I, I don't want to sit there and say, I want everybody to make as much money I do too. as they possibly can. I do, too. And I was talking about yesterday, Drew Butler, there is a law of unintended consequences, though. You, you, now you're having tampering going on. You, you heard the rumor that Drake May was offered $5 million to go somewhere else. That's what Pittsburgh's <laughs> coach said. 
I don't believe that necessarily. Five million? But you, yes, that's ridiculous. He would have been gone in a second. I'm yeah, sure. Sure. I don't. But why is a coach doing that? And how do you? You got to rein this thing in somehow. You you're going to end up destroying college football. I think you will. It, it could. You're going to see a lot of programs probably even go away. You're already seeing coaches go away. They don't want to deal with this nonsense. What do you have to do? I I think maybe a college football czar. We've already heard that bannered about. Maybe some sort of a, a constitution or a bill of rights or a set of bylaws or something. Maybe you have to be on campus for one year before you can get an NIL deal. I, I don't have the answer to it. Yeah. And like I said, I want players to make as much money as they can. But like I said, you have to be careful of the law of unintended consequences. And there's a lot of them. So basically the story with Austin Reed is he snubs Louisville. He was going to be in the portal. Uh, he's with Western Kentucky and basically signed a new NIL deal and was like, I'm back! <laughs> My last two years, I'm back as the Western Kentucky quarterback. And everybody's like, yeah. Thanks to my new Toyota Tercel. <laughs> exactly. My new all-electric, you know? And so these are the kind of things that are going on. That's what Rob's talking about, though. The tampering part of it is, hey, what do you, what do you mean you're leaving? Oh, coach, I'm in the portal. Well, well, let me get you a new NIL deal. Okay, well, let's see what happens. New NIL deal happens, I'm staying. Or if not, I'm leaving. And, and I don't know. I, I, I just don't know how they're going to do the things you're talking about, and that is rein this in. Let's have some more guidelines. Well, maybe they have to let the chaos reign for a little while before they can define how to rein it How to rein it in. It's a good point. I want you to hear Dabo Sweeney. He was talking about NIL. Listen to this. We built this program on NIL. We really did. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program in God's name, image, and likeness. He caught a lot of heat for that, too. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian like he is, but I'm a wretched sinner with impulse control issues. So, <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only one. He called a lot, and I, Andy Bunker is really funny about this today. He probably came up with that in the shower a few weeks ago. He could not wait, wait. Yeah. to drop that on people, which is really funny and possibly true. But he caught a lot of heat for that. But, you know, so what? Yeah. But but here's the thing. Now you, you now you're deflecting, right? I mean, when you start, I'm on a lot of stuff in my body right now. Which... <laughs> when you start deflecting, Mike, and you you go there and you say, "Hey, this is built on God's and I." Let's talk about the real issues at hand. I mm-hmm. understand. I get the comment, but that's this is where we're at. Yep. Listen to Pat Narduzzi, guys. Um, he was talking about the transfer portal because this is the two things that have have completely changed college football, and you're seeing it with National Signing Day. And then we're going to talk about where these teams rank because the SEC racked up again. But Pat Narduzzi was talking about the portal. I heard two schools, five million. I know the schools. I can't tell you. No. But I know the schools, too. It's called tampering, and, and uh, it's really bad, guys. Uh, it's, you know, the NCAA's got us all in a bad spot right now, and, and uh, I think it's only going to get uglier because there are no rules on the road. You know, I'm hearing all kinds of things. I'm hearing guys are getting paid even before they enter – you know, they're getting bonuses for just signing tomorrow. Um, kids are being paid in high school now a certain amount of money, and then when you get there, they would give you this money. You know, high school players, it's, it's bad. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not something that's, you know, that I'm real proud of as a member of the American Football Coaches Association uh, of being part of. Now, Narduzzi is the coach at Pitt. And he's talking about Drake May, again, this gets back to your story, offered $5 million, allegedly, in NIL money by two schools this season to leave the Tar Heels. And then Mac Brown confirmed that his quarterback turned down a whole lot of money but will finish what he started with the Tar Heels in 2023. Is this hearsay? 
Was this really going on? And I got to tell you, these coaches, you could say, well, you know, Narduzzi, man, he's just, he's mad because he didn't get a kid or something happened. Right. I think there's something here. There might be. And you can also question what is his actual agenda if he's not being straight up with it. But I, I think he probably is right. Well, we have tampering rules in professional sports. Why not in college? And you could, you could take away some scholarships or something like that. I mean, the NCAA has done a great job over the years of, uh, Enforcing secondary violations. It's the most <laughs> feckless organization. And Mark Emery spent his life counting his March Madness money and going to cocktail parties. Um, I do want you to hear Kirby. He was talking about the kind of guys that he's trying to sign at Georgia. And this is what he said when he talks about the kids that he's trying to bring to, to UGA. The one thing that in the coaching business you better value now more than ever is high-character, tough, hard-nosed football players that are coming here with an understanding that they're committed to excellence in terms of classroom, competitiveness, toughness, uh, loving football, and these guys uh, understand that. I've got something to say about that. There's one kid that uh, Kirby signed yesterday. I think he's the defensive back, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. He said, I cannot wait to have Kirby Smart just chew my ass out. I cannot <laughs> wait to have him yell at me. He said that? NBA players could learn from that, couldn't they? As yeah. soft as they are, they're tender sensibilities. Oh, uh, Rob. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's the truth. The rankings, guys, are pretty simple. I'm just going to give you the top ten. Um, and I mentioned this earlier about Deion Sanders only because it's Deion, and he goes, he took a bad job. Listen, Colorado was not, that was not a program that's won multiple national championships over the last 15 years. But I, I was wrong, and I said they were in the 50s. Colorado finished 29th yeah. in the country. He's coming. He's like, coming. That was a very short period of time. Now he's got the portal they're using. But if, just to put it in perspective, that's better than Washington. Washington had a really good year this year. It's better than Nebraska who just hired Matt Rule. It's better than Baylor or Old Miss with Lane Kiffin. He jumped in the fray and immediately whoop. 29th. So Is he a seven-win team with a bowl game next year, you think? You know, we were talking about If he does, that's incredible. Yeah. Year one, it's going to be incredible. But the top ten, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Miami. You said you were impressed by Miami. I was. I mean, it came out of nowhere with this, right? That's their their highest-ranked class since, what, 2008? Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, five. Ohio State, LSU, Notre Dame, Tennessee, and Oregon. Now, I just want to put this in perspective, too, because you talk about the SEC. If you consider Texas and Oklahoma SEC schools, and they are one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten are SEC schools that had the top recruiting classes in the country. SEC's. Well, it would be fun if the SEC was uh, some some teams other than Alabama and Georgia. Well, well, keep Georgia in the mix, but a lot of teams and Georgia. Yeah, well, it just tells you. I mean, these, these schools are going to be right there. They're recruiting at a top level. All right, guys, more to get to. We'll get you caught up on the headlines as far as what you might have missed. And then we had a very interesting conversation with a guy from Baltimore today. He lays out everything about the Ravens and what he thinks is going to happen on Saturday with the Falcons and Ravens. It's all on the way in the 6 o'clock hour here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 